This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast from the Shine On You Crazy Daisy book volume two. And today I am so excited to introduce you to Samantha Leith from Samantha Leith International. Sam, I am thrilled and excited to have you here. Thank you so much for doing this. Tell us about- My absolute pleasure. Tell us a little bit about your business. So my business is primarily speaking and coaching. And I like to say it's personal development, but not as you know it. Ooh. So I work a lot with on people with confidence and charisma, helping them to just be more extraordinary. So everyone thinks you've got to have like this special something to have X factor. And I believe they're teachable skills. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Um, what was really brilliant about your chapter is you, you touched on so many big subjects, but one of them was that voice in your head that was telling you to have something sensible to fall back on. And knowing you a bit, I can't imagine this. But what had you done to that point that you felt like you had to have something sensible to fall back on? It wasn't just the voice in my head. It was the voice from others around me. So I started singing professionally. I got paid my first time when I was six and that kind of kept going. But while I was like singing in bars and at you know, in front of 20,000 people at dance parties and touring with MC Hammer. People would go, you've got to have something sensible. You've got to have something sensible. So I became an accountant. And it just, like, <laughs> I, was, I was always very uh, nesty. Like I was a white picket fancy kind of person. Like I never wanted to be the broke musician living in a share house with a TV on a milk crate. So I always had that sensible thing in the background, whether it was a sales role or accounting or it was always just something else because I had to, you know, do the sensible thing. Yeah. It's just knowing you and having watched you for years and years, the fact that you that that, that is your fallback, it just it never ceases to surprise me. It really does. Um, it's pretty bonkers. <laughs> one of the things that you said in the chapter really hit me was you mentioned being a people pleaser trapped in chains of servitude. Yep. What did that feel like and what did it teach you when you could realise that and look back on it? Um, it was a kind of a gradual process. I thought being a people pleaser just meant I was really helpful mm-hmm. and I was doing good for other people and I didn't realise that when you're a people pleaser, it's kind of caught up in this web of lies, like, you're not honest with yourself, you're not honest with other people, you're not doing them any favours at all. And it hit me that I, I, I did feel trapped a lot because I would go to do something and I would think, oh, I can't say that to them because that'll upset them, but I really, really don't want to go to the movie. Oh, shit, I'm going to have to go to the movies. And then there'd be this resentment that would build up and it was all consuming and quite heavy feeling all those things all the time. And one of the things that kind of helped me get out of it was realizing that a lot of the things I thought I was doing out of love, I was doing actually out of significance. So 
if I was being a people pleaser and kind of cavorting myself into this, cavorting is not the right word, you know, contortioning myself into do things to help people, I thought it, I was doing because I loved them and I cared and I wanted to help. But I think I just wanted the significance of them needing me to help them or I've sacrificed my afternoon to go to the movies for you kind of thing. And these things were never discussed. Like it's not like you have the conversation with a person, but it's just while you're doing it, it just like nibble, nibble, nibble at you all day long. And you actually got to the point where you don't know if you're saying yes to something because you want to say yes to it or because it's just that you're trapped in this loop of always doing it. When you came out of that, or how did you have that realisation? And then when you made a decision to change it, was it a conscious decision from this day forward, I will not do it? Or was it a rolling learning that kept coming and kept coming? Really gradual, still learning. Um, And it was really little things that helped me do it, like putting my phone on, do not disturb. Mm -hmm. Um, And if there was an invitation I my gut reaction would be yes, and then I'd be like, oh, I don't want to go. And then I'd feel I'd have to explain my way out of why I couldn't go and apologize and make it that I was just this terrible person because I wasn't going to be able to go. And I just I don't know who I heard it from first. I've probably heard it a gazillion times, but I just started saying, unfortunately, I can't. Mm. Mm. Or no. Um and, and so I'm still learning. I'm really, really still learning, but it's just those tiny steps. I think a couple of times I tried to go, that's it. It's all about me. You know, oh. and it, that's you cut off your nose to spite your face, and then you become a bit of a dick, really. Yeah. So it's the little steps that I think are better. Oh, I love that. Unfortunately, I can't. That's that's brilliant. That's a line that everybody should have written up in front of them. Brilliant. Um, you talk about the trifecta. Uh, which is a very sad set of circumstances, which you can explain. But how did this trifecta change you and the expectations you put on yourself? It was interesting because I was just kind of getting into my personal development journey, like really into it when that trifecta hit. And it was within a six-month period, my brother brother died, my father died, and my mother had a massive stroke and could no longer look after herself. And I was a single mum of a six-year-old at the time, And I've got lots of half-siblings, but it was kind of, I'm going to use the word again, the sensible thing for mum to move in with Elodie and I. And I kind of put everything on hold, like everything, in like in the background I was still learning and I was still doing, but whereas I'd take a chance in something in my business, I stopped because I had this other person to look after. But it also gave me this kind of renewed sense of we're not here forever and I have to really prioritise my health, especially as a single mum. So there was good from it and a lot of bad from it. But it took that trifecta was a six-month period and then it was another six years till my mother passed away. So she lived with us for another six years. And I refer to them as like my numb years, like it was all just about the stuff I had to do to kind of keep that circle going and everything was boiling away in the background. And then after mum passed away, it was just like, well, back she comes. Like she's ready. Yeah. Crikey. What a massive um, 
difference to your life as well that, that all of this was huge and then all of a sudden did you feel like at that point you could do whatever you wanted and that you had been putting some things on hold or was it um what was it interestingly I felt I took I definitely started taking more chances and I really my first step was I said yes to going on to a tv show um and that was like I hadn't been singing for a while and it was a singing competition. They wanted me to be a judge. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Yep, sure, okay. Um, and then I started, I got into a whole other kind of, I did a post the other day about it. I did a whole lot of sexual exploration and I kind of just, yeah, unleashed, I guess, would be one of the words. I just wanted to keep kind of trying things. And I took more chances with clients, with what I wanted to do. And it was the first time I started speaking about, I don't want to be a speaker that does I used to speak about business systemization. My first business was six weeks to smart systems for solopreneurs. Like how that's alliteration gone wild. And it was the first time I was like, no, like I'm here on this earth to be a personal development speaker. Like that's it. And now I feel like I've got permission to do it. And I've done the hard slog almost of having those chapters to come out the other side and be able to talk about it. But you're an entertainer. Rather than just reading the books. Yes, obviously. Uh, you're an entertainer. You were born to entertain. And one of I've only been asking people three questions, but I had to ask you, what would your theme tune be for you? Are you ready? Yeah. I am what I am and what I am needs no excuses. That is perfect for you. Thank you for that little burst. Um, oh I've got goosebumps I love it um (laughs) Sam if there was one lesson that you would want every entrepreneur to know what would it be I know it's going to be sound so cliche but as Nike says just do it (laughs) like I don't I don't regret everything up till now because I really I love my life I love who I am all that stuff and it's all kind of made that but I still kind of go, oh, imagine if I'd like done this years ago. Like imagine if I'd had the guts or the gumption or whatever it is and taken those chances earlier on. So now I'm just like, go for it. Brilliant. And I think that we all need to hear that on days, don't we, to just get up and do it. I think we need to hear it every day. Every day. But I love a Monday motivation. Um, Surprisingly, what's your business, what's your favourite business software? Okay. It's a bit daggy. Sorry. Um, It's a Trello. So it's project management software. And as I mentioned earlier, I used to work with people on business systems. So I've always been very systems orientated. And during the last 18 months with COVID, all the wheels fell off all my systemization I became like this disorganized freak show and I got diagnosed with ADHD a few months ago and the knowing that all those systems and things I put in place had been like these controlly things for me because my mind was scattered and because I would forget things and lose things and do all that kind of stuff and because I didn't have to follow those systems in COVID I kind of just went so I'm now relearning to focus my brain in that way with therapy and medication and using systems like Trello. And when you've got a team and it's all there and I can literally go, I just brain dump it all. Mm. And then it gets assigned or I put it on my calendar and I'm like, okay, 
I know what I've got to do. I know what I've got to do. Because if I don't, I'm like, man. For anyone listening on the podcast, please go and watch this on YouTube because the way you just did brain dump is oh, exactly how I think that people do it. Brain dump. <laughs> it's like this brain explosion that just happens. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm looking at your bookcase and I'm absolutely loving the co- colour coordination behind you. It is amazing. This has been, I'm so grateful for your chapter. I think that so many people are going to read it and appreciate the vulnerability, but also the fact that everybody has some kind of background and mm. what you've done and come through and, and achieved and how you've turned that into this extraordinary life. I, I've loved watching it, Sam. Thank you so much for being involved. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for this. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co-working and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.